Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope Podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning, church. <laughs> so glad that you guys are here this morning. Hey, can you guys do me one quick favor? Uh, can you just kind of scoot into the middle if there's an open seat next to you, if you don't mind? All right, the person next to you will not bite you, I promise. Okay, hopefully. Hopefully they won't. <clears throat> but uh, again, as Pastor Stephen said, if today's one of your first times being here with us, we would love an opportunity to meet you right outside of this door. There's a connect table. And our team works really, really hard to make this church feel like your church. And so uh, we would love for you to meet us there. We'll just get a little bit of information, okay? Social security number, credit card number, all that stuff. No big deal, all right? Man, tough crowd today. <laughs> you guys are a little tired this morning. You must be. You must be. But uh, I got a question this morning. Who came into the God's house today needing a word from God? Anybody? Anybody at all? Don't be bashful. Okay, a couple of us need a word from God, all right? I'm praying for the rest of you, okay, that I can be like you and I don't need something from the Lord. <clears throat> but we're kicking off a brand new series today called Ghosted, Ghosted. Now, if you're under the age of 40, you probably know what ghosted means, okay? For the rest of us older folks, we might need a little help, okay? It, it, and we're gonna, I'm gonna help you uh, explain and understand what it is, but Basically, ghosting or being ghosted is, is the act of abruptly ending a conversation, all right? So just imagine yourself, you're texting back and forth with someone, you send a text, and then they, they don't respond anymore, right? You have just been ghosted, all right? You go out on a first date, you think everything's going well, you get home, you send that text, you, you, you get that phone call, or, or you send the phone call, and she doesn't pick up, right? She realizes that your breath is not changing, and she has nothing else to do with you, right? You have been ghosted, all right? Now, no matter, no matter why, no matter what the reason is, all right, whether you're doing the ghosting or you're doing the go being ghosted, it's not fun. It, it doesn't, almost doesn't matter what it is, right? The, the act of ghosting is not a good time. It doesn't feel good when someone does it to you. But there's actually some ghosting, whether it's, uh, 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 you know, you said something wrong, you did something wrong, your breast stinks, whatever it is. Uh, uh, you know, that's, that's one thing. But there's some actual ghosting that takes place that is, is a really, really, really big deal. And so that's what we're going to talk about for the next four weeks. Because some of us have people in our lives that we've ghosted and it has eternal consequences. There's eternal consequences to some of the ghosting that we do. Now, uh, growing up, as, as, uh, when I got into college and I, and I realized that God was calling me to be a pastor, some of the, the wisdom I got from some older pastors was, you know, there's, a, there's just a handful of topics, Bobby, when you preach that are, that are kind of tough to preach. And, and, and you, know, you really maybe don't preach on them a lot. And uh, number one was money, okay? So for the last three weeks, we've been talking about money, all right? So I figured, what the heck, let's just go ahead and knock them all out, all right? So this one, these next four weeks, we're going to talk about evangelism. It's a church word that, that most of us don't use in our daily lives. But essentially what it means is sharing your faith, 
telling people about Jesus, inviting people to listen to your story, what God has done in you. And so for those uh, of us that are, uh, have heard that word before, um, for the next four weeks, that's what we're going to be talking about is evangelism. But there's this, there's this ghosting that takes place most likely in every one of our lives. There's probably some of you in here um, that you probably feel a little ghosted by the church. You've got some hurt in your past from the church. There's probably some of you in here that you have felt ghosted by someone that calls himself a Christian. They hurt you. They did something. They, they turned their back on you. There's, there's most likely some of you in here today, or maybe you're listening on our podcast, that, that um, you feel like you've been ghosted by God. You feel like, God, where are you at? I, I'm, I'm communicating. You're not there. Where, where are you? What did I do wrong? Well, let me just... Let me just lay a little groundwork here. First of all, I want to say I'm sorry. If you've been hurt by the church, you've been hurt by Christians, I'm sorry. I, I hope that, that, um, that this would be a new experience for you. I hope that, that throughout these weeks you understand that, that, that we have you in mind as we're, as we're speaking about this, this tough, tough topic. And I believe that God has a hope and a plan for you. I don't believe God's ghosted anyone. I believe that God is the God of peace and he's the God of hope and he's the God of joy and you can experience that. But for those of us that are on the team, right? We got March Madness going on right now. Had a couple good games last night. And, and you know, how, how do you identify who's on the team, right? They got the jersey on, okay? They got the jersey, they got the Kansas State, the Gonzaga, Utah, all that stuff. Well, well, for those of you that claim to wear the jersey of being a Christian, I want to start today by asking you a couple questions. These are rhetorical. Don't answer them out loud. When did you last spend time thanking God for your salvation? When was the last time you spent any time? God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Who have you talked about? Who have you talked to about the goodness of God who is not a Christian? Let's just go the last month, last, last three months. Who have you talked to about the goodness of God to someone who's not a Christian? When was the last time you hung out with a friend who disagrees with you politically, culturally, theologically, or spiritually? Some of you are like, dang, I don't even know anybody that disagrees with me. <sighs> when was the last time you hung out with someone who disagrees with you? Based on your answer to these questions, are you ghosting people in your life who need the goodness of God? Think about that. Am I ghosting the, the neighbor, the coworker, the family member, the, the teammate, the classmate? Am I ghosting someone in my life who needs to see and hear the goodness of God? You see, if you wear the jersey and you're on the team, the gospel, the good news, it shouldn't, it shouldn't put you in a place to ghost people. It's the good news. It's, it's, it's what the, we have hope for. It should not make us ghosts to the world around us. And so that's why for the next month, I'm going to give you some challenges. I'm going to give you a couple of tough challenges. One is I'm going to, I want to challenge you to share your story like never before. Share your story of what God has done in your life. I want to challenge you to, to, to live in such a way that increases the curiosity of the people around you. Why are they different? 
Increase the curiosity of the people about the goodness of God. I want to invite you over the next couple of weeks to, to, listen to me, invite people into your family, invite people to your dinner table that need the gospel. That's why this is one of those topics that's tough for pastors to preach on because it calls for action. It's one of those things that we can, we can uh, uh, sing about, we can praise about, but when we walk out of here, we're challenged with the responsibility. So there's several places all throughout Scripture that we see Jesus giving his people, his followers, instructions. And today, I want to just draw your attention to two, all right? So if you brought your Bible with you or it's on your phone, go to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4 and hold that place. And then we're going to go over to Acts chapter 1. Matthew 4 and Acts chapter number one. We're going to read a couple of things. And today, as you're filtering through this, as you're listening, as you're bringing all of this in, understand that what we're talking about today is the responsibility, the role of Christians. If I claim the, the, the Christ, if I'm wearing the jersey, if I'm on the team, I have a responsibility. I have a role to play. And today we're going to talk about what that role is. So if you found it, let's stand to our feet in honor of the reading of God's word. We'll start in Matthew chapter 4, okay? Re begin reading in verse number 18. Matthew 4, verse 18. This is talking about Jesus. As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Verse 19, follow me, he told them, I will make you fish for people. Immediately they left their nets and they followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with Zebedee, their father, preparing their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left their boat and their father, and they followed him. Now jump over to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. The Bible says this, after he had suffered, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs. This is Jesus, okay? Jesus has appeared to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While he was with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the Father's promise, which he said, you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but you will baptize with the Holy Spirit in a few days. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, are you restoring the kingdom of Israel at this time? And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or periods that the father has set to his own authority. And this is it, verse eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Would you pray with me? Father, we just bow before you today, thanking you for the opportunity to hear from your word. Lord, I pray that today for those of us in this room who consider ourselves followers of Christ, I pray that today we would understand, we would see, we would get a burden and a passion for the role that you've called us to play. Lord, give us a passion for the world around us. Lord, I pray for the one in here who, is, who feels they've been ghosted by the church, by Christians, maybe even by you, God. I pray that you would restore our hearts and give us hope as we listen for you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. So jump back to Matthew 4. We're going to walk through this real quick. Uh, I, I promise we won't be long. Um, I plugged my iPad in last night, and for some reason it didn't charge, so I got 11%. All right, so you may get out early today. All right. 
So Jesus is taking a walk. He's taking a walk on the beach and he sees these guys fishing. Right now, here's my question. How many of you guys in the room are fishermen? We got any real fishermen in the room? You'll be brave enough to raise your hand. One guy. All right. Good job. All right. So I love to fish. Um, but well, let me rephrase that. <laughs> let me rephrase that. I like to catch fish. OK, I don't like drowning worms and just sitting out there all day. All right. I don't enjoy that at all. For some of you, when you think about fishing, you think about something like this, right? This is probably, I don't know, $18.99 at Walmart, like something pretty flimsy, right? It'll probably break. It ain't catching anything big, I'll tell you that. All right, an old rusted hook, a little weight. You know, throw a little, throw a little bait on there, maybe throw it out. You know, it, it's probably going to mess all the string up. You know, you know how that goes. You're going to cut it and fix it. It's, it, you know, gosh, it's a little bit falling apart. Some of you, when you think about fishing, you think about this. Kind of clumsy, kind of not real, you know, not real effective. Maybe you can catch something with it. Maybe you can't. Now, for the others of you, you know, especially you in back who's a fisherman, okay, for others of you, you, you think about fishing like this, all right? When you're fishing, you're like, let's go fishing, okay? And you get your net out, man, and you throw this thing. This thing's heavy, Jake. Good gravy. And, and you throw that thing out there, and it goes to the bottom, and you catch a lot of fish, right? Some of you think about fishing like this. Some of you have the idea of the flimsy pole. When we're talking about evangelism, I want you to think about a lot of times in our lives when we think about sharing our faith, when we think about, okay, I got to I got to share my story. We, we probably think more like this. I'm going to kind of have this clumsy conversation and it's going to be, you know, maybe at the end I might tell them about Jesus or I'll tell them something. And, and it's just kind of, you know, it, it, it does the job, but is it real, real effective? Well, these, these fishermen that, that Jesus has just walked on the beach and he calls them, these are real fishermen. Like, like if you think about it in modern terms, we read the Bible and it says, you know, they were casting their nets. and they, Think about it like this. These guys were, were modern day small business owners. Okay, that's what these guys were. They were small business owners. They weren't stupid and timid and didn't know what was going on. So, so when Jesus was walking along the beach and he calls them to, hey, you guys follow me. I want you guys to be on my team. Like they had a lot to lose. They, they weren't just, oh, sure, we're just out here playing around. Like, like th there was going to be some sacrifice to them following Jesus Right. And, and that's something that you and I have to understand right off the top of this thing. It is a sacrifice to truly follow Jesus. It is a sacrifice. And and as pastors, as 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 men who, who stand and preach, as leaders who who share the gospel, I think we, we struggle in this area because we water it down so much. But but I just want to be straight with you today. There is a sacrifice to following Jesus. And when Jesus says, follow me, he gives them these, this short command. He says, follow me. And if you look that up in the Greek words and, and you, you kind of dig into the origin there, you can see that basically what he was doing is he was giving them to, a challenge to follow him physically, to physically leave their nets behind and follow him. So when we read about, you know, Peter, James, John, Andrew, when we read about these guys, we see that they weren't just hearers of God's word. They were doers. They did what Jesus called them to do. Their actions demonstrated that they were a follower of Christ. They laid down their nets. They laid down their fishing poles. They, they quit their small business. And, and, and they stepped out and they followed Jesus. Now, the reality is 
while Jesus was calling Peter, Andrew, James, and John to physically leave everything behind, he's probably not calling you to that today. That's probably not the call for you to sell everything. This may not be exactly the call, but I do want you to understand the call that he is giving us. Every single follower of Christ, he is calling us to physically, in a very real way, leave your cultural priorities, leave that lifestyle, that way of life behind, and trade in, listen to me, trade in your fishing pole way of evangelism for a net casting way of living your life. And I'll explain what that means here in a minute. But here's where we're at in Christianity today. Too many people want to follow Jesus but go their own way. Too many people want to say, yeah, I'm on the team, I got the jersey, but then I want to go live my life how I want to live it. It takes sacrifice if you're truly going to follow Jesus. If you claim Christ, you got the jersey on, you're on the team. It is your responsibility. It is my responsibility to live in such a way that people notice there's something different about that guy. And some of you are sitting here right now and you're thinking, man, that sounds hard. And the reality is, let's be honest, there's probably not a lot of people lining up for that type of lifestyle, right? Not a lot of people that are like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll stop going there. I'll stop, I'll stop saying those words. I'll stop drinking that. I'll stop smoking that. Yeah, I want to sign up for that. I'll change my lifestyle. Some of you think today, man, that's tough. That's tough. How do I do that? How, how can I really, really, really change my life? How do, how do I live a life that demonstrates that I'm in love with Jesus? How do I do that? Well, j- jump over to Acts 1. Because this is where Jesus gives us the answer to how we can live our lives in this way. So, so Luke here, he's writing and he's, he's telling the followers, okay, Jesus has, has died, right? He's risen and now he's, he's showing himself to the, to the leaders, to the, to the followers of Jesus. He's showing himself. And the Bible says, after he suffered, he also presented himself alive to them. Look at this, by many convincing proofs. This isn't just a one-time experience, right? This isn't just a one-time thing. Many convincing proofs appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. And Jesus is proving himself over and over and over. But yet his followers, they still don't believe. He's showing them this over and over, but then he drops a bomb on them, right? Look at verse eight. Look what he says. But you will receive power When the Holy Spirit has come on you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. I think verse 8, Jesus makes it super simple for his disciples, for us listening today, for us reading along today. Listen, there's, there's no need, there's no need for cheap, flimsy, hope it works. There's no need for this type of life. Jesus says you will receive power. 
Now, for some of you today, when you think about sharing your faith, your first thought is, man, I don't, I don't know the Bible like that, or I don't have a theological degree. Or some of you think, well, I'm not a pastor. That's a pastor's job. And, 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 and when Jesus tells these men this, he says, you will receive power. And when you receive this power, you can go be my witness. It does, it's not just the church people's job. It's not, just, it's not just the pastor's job. It's not just those who have the degrees job. It is your job as a follower of Christ to go and tell. Some of you need to hear this today and you need to put this in your heart. You don't have to be perfect to tell others about Jesus. You don't have to have the perfect story, the perfect background. You don't have to have the perfect story to tell people about Jesus. And some of you are like, okay, well, what do I do? How do I do this? What, give, me, give me some tips. I want to give you three things real quick, all right? Got 10% left on my, on my iPad, all right? Number one, be a witness of God's power at work in you. Be a witness of God's power at work in you. Take some inventory and say, how have I seen God's power in my life? What has God done in my life that I could go tell people about? Most of you in here have heard the story of David and Goliath, right? David, little guy, slingshot, Goliath, big guy, shoots and kills him. David's the hero, right? Well, maybe some of you don't know the rest of David's story. David becomes the king, right? But then David screws up royally. He goes and he, he commits adultery with a woman in his, in his uh, uh, city here. And not only does he commit adultery with this woman, he, he, he has her husband killed. So now he's a murderer, he's an adulterer. This is the guy that says that God calls him, David, you're a man after my heart. You, you're the man, David, I got you, right? And so, so, so David, he's, he's God's man, he's God's king, and then he screws up royally. And, and, then, and then this guy named Nathan comes, and Nathan is a man of God, and he, and he tells David, man, you're living the wrong way. And I want you to listen to what David says. Listen to this cry of David's heart. He says, create in me a pure heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Don't cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit away from me. Here it is. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Maybe you're here today and you didn't do something as bad as David did, but you still feel guilty. Maybe your sin, uh, uh, you know, we like to rank sins, right? Maybe yours isn't up here with adultery and murder. Maybe you got it ranked a little bit down here, but you feel some condemnation. You feel like you're not worthy. You feel ashamed, you feel like you're a fraud, like you're an imposter. And maybe that's why you've ghosted God. Maybe that's why you've ghosted some people in your life because I'm not, I'm not worthy to tell people about Jesus. Like, look at the way I live. Look at the things that I've done. So I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna tell anybody. I'm gonna ghost people. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. If you're a Christ follower, God can use you. Doesn't mean you have to have a perfect story. Doesn't mean everything has to be just right. If you're a Christ follower, God can use you. And think about this. Think about this. Because God not only called you. Listen. God called the disciples to follow him. And guess what most of them did? They ghosted him. And he called those guys to be followers. He called those guys to go into the world and make a difference. He, he called those guys to, to go into all parts of the world. And it's the same God that calls you and I. And his desire is to use you to share the hope of the world in your part of the world. 
His desire is to use you and your story and your baggage and your sin and your struggle and, and, and your guilt and your condemnation. His desire is to use you to share hope of the world in your part of the world. So number one, be a witness of God's power at work in you. Number two, be a witness of how God's story has changed your story. Be a witness of how God's story changed your story. You know you have a story, right? And I want you to view it like this. When I share my story, here's what I'm doing. I'm casting out my net. I'm sharing what God's done in my life. I'm throwing that net out there. And I'm, and I'm hoping that somebody, hoping that somebody will get it. Somebody will listen. I'm going to throw the net out there. But here's what a lot of us do. We got a story. We got a story. But we leave it over here in the corner. All balled up. It's good. It's a good story. God's done a lot in my life, but we leave it over there in the corner all balled up. We don't cast it out. If God calls those who ghosted him, those disciples, if God called those guys to be his witnesses, what is he calling you and I to do? God called those guys to spread Christianity throughout the globe, right? The guys that ghosted him, the guys that didn't show up, they just cut it off. You with Jesus? Nope, not with Jesus, not me. It wasn't me. The guys that turned their back on him, he called them to go into the world and spread his love. What makes you think he can't use you? And, 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 and listen, oh, this is good. This is good right here. Some of you in here, you're like, well, well Bobby, Bobby, man, my, st whoo, my story, it's a tough one, Bob. I got a lot of holes in my story. I got a lot of stuff in my story. I want you all to look at this net. Look, what, look what's in this net. There's a lot of holes in this net, isn't there? Right? Why, why is there so many holes? It makes it easier to cast. Makes it, e well, Bobby, my story's heavy, man. Now, you don't, you don't know. Like, I got a real bad story. Like, you probably never heard something like me. And, and my story's heavy. Well, look at the bottom of this net. What do you see on the bottom of there? There's a lot of weights, right? And, and listen to this. Why is there weights on here? Why is there weights? So, so, so that when I throw it out there, where's this thing going? It's going to the bottom where the fish are. It's going to the bottom where the fish are. And, and, and as I started thinking about, as I started thinking about that, isn't that, isn't that where, where the people down there in the bottom and in in, in just the struggling part of life with no hope and no peace and no joy, isn't that where we as Christians need to go? Isn't that where God is calling us to go make a difference and be witnesses? And, and he wants to use the holes in my store and he wants to use the heaviness of, of the things that I've walked through, the bad decisions that I've made. And there's people down deep, deep, deep at the bottom that God wants to use your heavy story to reach those people. And they think they're too deep and they think there's no rescue in them. They think they're too far God and God needs your story. And here's what I believe today, church. It's time. It's time to get in the water. It's time to cast out our net. It's time to go find those people. It's time for you, listen, listen, oh, this is good, this is good preaching right here, this is, this is good. It's time, it's time for you 
to put your to, to, to go to your network and put your net to work. <laughs> Y'all like that one, <laughs> right? It's time for you to go to your network and put your net to work. And that's why God's put those people in your life. That's why you're surrounded with those people. This brings me to my last point, number three. Be a witness whenever the opportunities begin to bite. Be a witness whenever the opportunities begin to bite. There's people in your life that you know that are hungry for God. There's people in your life that you know that they're unlike you. They don't have a lot of peace. They don't have a lot of joy. They don't have a lot of hope. There's people in your life on both sides of this thing. And God says, look for those opportunities. Be ready for those opportunities. See those opportunities. A few chapters after Matthew tells us this story about Jesus calling these these disciples, John. John kind of tells us another part of this story. And there's something very important that he tells about Andrew, one of the brothers, one of the fishermen. Okay, and and I want you to to see this. It'll be here on the screen. Look what John says. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard that John John the Baptist has said and who had followed Jesus. So he's one of the first followers of Jesus. And look what he says. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and he told him, look what he's told him. We have found the Messiah. He says, hey, brother, listen, I found Jesus. I found Jesus. And what did he do? And he brought him to Jesus. The first thing Andrew did, he didn't invite him to church. He didn't invite him to the temple. He said, hey, I met Jesus. Come with me. Let's go see him. I found Jesus. Who have you told that you found Jesus? Who have you told? Who have you brought to Jesus? Now, now obviously, Jesus isn't sitting out there on 170 and we're taking people to him, right? But if you're a Christ follower, the Bible says he lives in your heart. Holy Spirit dwells within you. Who is someone that you've brought to Jesus by the way you live your life, by the witness? What if, what if bringing people to Jesus was easier than we make it? What if you just opened up and and you shared what your faith means to you, what you believe about Jesus, what he's done for you, what he's still doing for you. What if you and I began to cast our nets? What would happen? What would happen? If you look at statistics across the world and, and you see uh, uh, some, some religious statistics, if you will, Christianity is, is if, if not number one, it's, it's up there. And people who claim to know Christ, people to have a relationship with Jesus. But how many people right now can you think of that, that consistently and, and constantly are sharing their faith, that are constantly throwing their net out there, seeing if they can be a witness for God. How many of those people do you know in your life? For most of us, we might have a couple. But for a people who, who claim to have the biggest following, uh, uh, biggest following of Jesus, it's not enough. I think we would all agree it's not enough. And so, over these next few weeks, over the next week, I'm going to challenge you. 
I'm going to challenge you just like Andrew, Peter, James, John. I'm going to challenge you to begin fishing. Begin spreading God's story in you. Just like, just like Jesus called the brothers. Jesus was walking the beach. We all like the beach, right? Jesus is walking the beach. And he says, come follow me and begin fishing. And I believe with all my heart, God is calling each and every one of us in this room. Let's, 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 not, let's not try the fishing pole method. Let's cast our nets out. Let's tell our story. Let's tell about the power of God. Let's tell what the hope of Jesus that I have in my life. To all the Christ followers in this room today, let me ask you a couple questions. We read about King David, and David was high on the mountain. Him and God had a great relationship, and then David failed. David failed. And David had to get on his knees before God, and he said, God, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Maybe today you find yourself like David. And you need to restore the joy of your salvation. The reason why you've ghosted people in your life, the reason why you don't talk about Jesus is because you've lost the joy of your salvation. Maybe you're here today and you're on the team, you got the jersey on. Maybe, maybe you're a student. Maybe you're, you're, you're a grandparent. But the reality is you've lost the burden or you don't have the burden. You don't have a passion to go out and tell people. And your step today is that you need to begin to pray and seek God and say, God, give me a burden for the people around me. Give me a passion to share your story. Where you live, where you work, where you study, where you play, all, where you shop. God, give me a burden. Give me a passion. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're here today and you're ready to share and, and you're ready to cast your net and your prayer today is, God, give me opportunities this week. Give me opportunities this week to, to cast that net out there, to share about your power, to share about your goodness. God, put people in my life this week. Maybe today you've realized that you've ghosted God. You remember a time when you had that relationship, you made the, you made the uh, commitment to follow him, but the reality is you've ghosted him. Not a lot of prayer time, not a lot of time in his word, not a lot of time talking to him. And today God's calling you back. Maybe you're here today and you've never, you've never fully accepted this story of Jesus. You heard about it, you've talked about it, but today you realize, man, I don't have that hope. I don't have that, I don't have that peace. I don't cast my net out because I don't have it. It's really tough to give something you don't have, right? Maybe today you've realized I don't I don't share my faith. I'm not a witness. I I, I ghost people because I don't have it. Well, today I believe with all my heart. That God wants to begin a relationship with you. He sent his only son so that you and I have a reason to live. He sent his only son so that you and I can have a savior. And you need to meet that savior. And I believe that God wants a relationship with you. But you got to realize there's something that stands between you and God and it's called sin. The only way to get rid of that sin is to accept Jesus Christ into my life. 
But the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I believe today you can start that relationship with him. You can take any of these steps that we're talking about today. You can take that step today. Here in a few minutes when we're going to sing a song and and we're going to leave and we're going to go have a great day. And I want to challenge you. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, for whatever reason, maybe you just feel like God ghosted you. Maybe you're struggling with that. Whatever it is, I'll sit here and talk to you for the rest of the day. Come talk to myself, one of our pastors in the back. Start that relationship with today, with him today. But for the followers of Christ in the room, as we close out today, are you sharing your story? Are you being a witness? Are you, are you being a witness saying, this is what I've seen, this is what I've felt, this is what God's done for me. Listen to what he can do for you. My prayer is that we would be a church that spreads hope, spreads love. My prayer is that we would be a church that has a burden and a passion to make heaven crowded. And it starts with each one of us doing our role and our responsibility. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes all over this room right now. Would you just begin to do business with God? Young and old, students, parents, Kids, teenagers, grandparents, singles, young married, all over the room. You have a story. You have a story. And if you're a follower of Christ, it is your responsibility and it is my responsibility to live out my story in such a way that people can tell that I've been with Jesus. Would you walk out of this room today with a with a restored joy, with a, with a restored commitment to sharing your story, be a witness. Now listen to me, listen to me. It, this doesn't mean you gotta go out the street corner and hold up signs. Be a witness everywhere you go. Use your story, use your home, use your dinner table. Show people the true love of Christ. Show people down there at the bottom. Those fish down at the bottom. Hey, I got a story too, but let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Father, I pray that, that we would be an obedient people. God, I pray that even, this is, even though this is a tough subject, Lord, that we would have some men and women in this room who rise up and say, you know what? I'm going for it. I got too many family members that are dying and going to hell. I got too many friends that don't know Christ. And today I commit to being different. Today I commit Lord, I pray for those in here who have, who have began and, and even walking down a path of, uh, of unrighteousness, of sin. I pray that today they would see you and have this renewed, store, restore the joy of their salvation, just like you did with David. Lord, if there's someone in here who's been ghosting you, Lord, I pray that today you would call them back. And Lord, we ask all these things because of what you did for us by sending your son, Jesus. It's not because of us. It's all because of you. Help us to go be witnesses today. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Let's stand to our feet. You need someone to talk to. We got some folks in the back. I'll be up here in the front. Would you take just a few minutes before we leave and just do business with God? Let's sing out together. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you, and the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you, and have a wonderful day.